old-fashioned football and sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Old-fashioned football. fashion football we're coming to you on a new day it is probably tuesday morning for you we're recording on monday night as the seahawks are currently beating the broncos i am justin mark you can find me on twitter at jmarkfootball. let me bring in my co-host miranda you can find her on twitter at jmark's wifey miranda how are you doing after this week one week one was not good to me <laughs> There was a lot that happened that did not go as anticipated, and I still can't get over my chargers. I know I've talked about how I was stacked having Justin Herbert and either Mike Williams or Eckler or Keenan Allen. Don't get me wrong. Justin Herbert had a great week fantasy-wise. He also had a great time spreading the wealth amongst all of his targets equally. So it kind of ruined my week one in many leagues. Also, don't even get me started on Cam Akers. Trade everyone. Okay. No? No, Maybe not that extreme. That's a little bit of an overreaction. It is only week (laughs) one. I did have a crap week in several leagues, but that's an overreaction. We're not going to overreact. Panic sell after week one loss. I'm sure there's people out there who are definitely... Panic trading, panic dropping. I don't know if we need to be that extreme. We need some data to back up these week one numbers. I've been that person before, and it it rarely pans out. Um, you end up with a lot of trade regret. I mean, it, you just you, it's week one. It's you, week one. You got to wait. You got to wait and see because there's we're a lot of strange things, but it's week one. Just week one. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully. We are going to give you something to think about as you look at the waivers this week. Yeah, yeah. Follow us down a rabbit hole as we break apart week one and we talk about a little carry trend, some target shares, which will become our market movers as we move forward. And then we'll talk a little bit about the waiver wire. Justin, that leads me to my next thing. One of the best parts about this show. That's right. Miranda, what are we drinking today? We have a very special liquid guest. This bottle has been staring at us for what a week and a half now. Something like that, yeah. But we have been saving it. We are just opening it tonight. Ooh, that sounded good. (laughs) (laughs) Open I love the sound of this bottle opening. I put it back. Beautiful. 
So oh, we it smells good too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> we are just opening this tonight, sharing with you here. We are drinking Rabbit Hole High Gold. And we are going to give you a little bit more background information on Rabbit Hole and give you more info on the high gold bourbon that we're drinking. Hopefully, you knew this was coming and you're drinking this with us. But Justin? Yeah. What? I'm very excited about this one. I So I think I had mentioned in a previous episode that mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok. I don't do a lot of TikToking, though I've put some of our show stuff on there. But um, there's a whole community on TikTok called Bourbon TikTok. And I have seen Rabbit, Go- Rabbit Hole on there. And um, I, I've always, it's piqued my interest. And so Rabbit Hole was kind enough to send us a bottle, to reach out to us, send us a bottle to try on the show. So I am just, I'm super excited about this one. Same. I'm, uh, yeah. Again, I'm really excited right with you. I, even, I mentioned it to my, <laughs> to my parents and my dad was like, oh man, I've really wanted to try that one. So he's pretty jealous of us right now. So um, this, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited to, uh, to, yeah, to just keep drinking it. I mean, it, I've already started in on my old fashioned and it, it is very good. Very, very good. So yeah. Miranda, why don't we get down to fantasy football and go down our rabbit hole with our rabbit hole old-fashioned and talk about this wild, wild weekend. Absolutely. I think, I mean, everyone, hopefully everyone has been paying attention, but let's get into our like mini injury report here. Yes, yes. Let's talk about these injuries we saw. That's right. Um, so the first one, Dak Prescott. Yes. He had a hand injury. Um we did find out he fractured his right thumb and it's going to require surgery. So he's going to be missing some time. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to miss some significant time. Next one on the list was Chris Godwin. Hamstring injury. I don't believe it was anything serious. They, they, he's coming back, right? It Week sounds two? like they said they weren't sure if he'll be back, but it was not as severe as they thought. Yep. Another another one, Keenan Allen. That's another hamstring. Another hamstring. Again, yep. nothing serious. Should be. But I was panicking a little on that one. I do have <laughs> Keenan Allen, as you know. Um, but I think they're expecting him back for this next week. Yeah. And then uh, Elijah Mitchell. Mm, this one is going to hurt some people. Yep. Um, MCL sprain. I think he's out eight weeks. That's what they're thinking right now. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris was on the list. Oh, this. I invested in Najee Harris <laughs> in one of our leagues. However, his we I think I don't know this evening like uh, sometime not, uh, just today, a yeah. few hours ago, his foot scan came back negative for damage, so he should be good to go. Yeah, unlike my foot, I, I wish right? my scans had gone that quickly. <laughs> um, instead, I, you have PT, and then if that doesn't work, then they'll then splurge they'll the, for the MRI. The big yeah. MRI. Yep. Uh, yep. And then last on our injury report is Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a report of a back injury, but don't worry, everybody. After testing, they discovered it must have just been back spasms. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds to me like it's just another case of men overreacting. Hey, now. Hey, hey. (laughs) Uh, When I told Miranda we were talking about the injury report, I said, oh, Mac Jones only has back spasms. He's fine. She was, are you kidding me? (laughs) Right. Some people, I gave some people who might have had him like a yeah, a little you know, scare, a little scare. Don't um, worry, we're gonna it's talk. Nothing. Yeah, yep, for sure. 
Um, before we go on, we're going to do take a little break here and give a shout out to our first sponsors. The best place to get down on the action is Win. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Perfect for kicking off the NFL season. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-T-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or over and present in the state of where a play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Elias Sports Bureau. Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as week two kicks off and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team, you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of the U.S. Sports leagues including the nfl their app lets you access team and player stats head-to-head team comparisons and elias key insights from their renowned research team this app is your one-stop source for player news and league validated player stats and team records expert game analysis for betting fantasy lineups each week and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and co-workers i'm always impressing people because of the knowledge i pull from elias and new features are available all the time like player injury analysis and player impact reports which can be huge when it comes to betting or fantasy tournaments elias is the most respected research team in the industry quality information is key so i'm glad that they created this app for accurate data and important context so i know which fantasy football players to talk to nfl season is here so don't wait download the elias game plan app today that's e-l-i-a-s and right now i have a special offer when you subscribe get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan but only if you use promo code sgpn find elias game plan sports betting in the app store or play store today and use promo code sgpn we're also brought to you by fubu tv if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices, never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get a 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash SGP. All right, we're going to do a little bit of uh, what we call studs and duds. So the studs outperform their fantasy performance by a good amount. not like, oh, they were projected 10, they got 11. The duds, you get the idea. They were duds. So, Miranda, who's the first stud? Well, I only feel right bringing this one up since we talked so much about him last last week. Corderell Patterson. I know we talked him up. We were telling people, at least get him in your flex. If you don't start him at running back to flex him. Yep. He was only projected 9.6 points, and he finished, and this is half PPR scoring, Finished with 21.1. And it really goes back to what we said about 
why is he being drafted as the 31st running back mm-hmm. when he finished ninth last year? So I'm just hoping that this performance continues on throughout the season. But that was exciting to see those numbers come out of him because we, we thought that that, that was going to happen. Absolutely. And um, we're going to talk about some more guys, so we're not going to name every stud here. But another one, a guy I called as my sleeper, Carson Wentz. Projected 16.9, finished with 27.7 after four touchdowns. Pretty good performance out of Carson Wentz, I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, My next stud, O.J. Howard, tight end for the Texans. Only projected a measly .9 points, finished with 16.8. Yeah, came out of nowhere there. Um, and the last one, I got to tout this one because on our running back, (laughs) (laughs) on our running back episode, I threw my hat down for this guy. I was ready to get hurt for a third time. Saquon Barkley projected a a pretty good 14.1 finish with 30.4 points. I'm a little bitter about this one because I know you have him and it's, he did you well, but it's only week one. I, yeah, I'm. Can you? Is it too early to say third time's a charm? I think so. Is it? I mean, I, I think it's too early to say that that's happening for you. I, I mean, I only <laughs> did pick him up in one league because I was worried. <laughs> but anyways, um, we got some duds. We had I a feel lot like of duds. So many duds. Yeah. So many. It was like, okay, he's a dud. He's a dud. For real. The, I, there were so many surprising duds. Yeah, we can't pick them all either. So we're just gonna highlight a couple here. Um, who you got for your first dud? I, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what happened to Aaron Rodgers? We love Aaron Rodgers <laughs> being a dud. <laughs> Projected 20 points. For those of you unfortunate enough to have him, 3.7. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, another dud, Derek Henry. Now, don't get me wrong. He finished with 8.2, which is okay. Not what you expect out of your RB1. No, I mean, you know, we talked auction a lot. Um, obviously, this is an auction podcast. He was going for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Derek Henry was going for a lot of money. I and kept him for $61. You don't yeah. keep somebody for $61 and get eight points out of them. Exactly. So even though he did get eight points, he was projected 17.2, and it was a disappointing performance. Who's your next? All right. I already mentioned it. I'm going to mention it again. And then I don't want him to speak his name for a while. <laughs> Cam Akers projected 11.3, finished with zero, not even a point one. He got zero yeah that was just terrible that bit me in a league too yes that was embarrassing (laughs) yeah it was um i'm gonna do two real quick here just two running backs that were disappointing alvin kamara and ezekiel elliott um Mm -hmm. 6.1 for kamara 5.4 for elliott what in the world you expect out of your top running backs not at all not at all no and then i I have to like apologize for us on last week's episode talking about the Bears only two <laughs> targets. Apparently we have more targets and as Bears fans for for as long as I can for you your whole life. Yeah. For me as long as I've known you. Um Cole Komet projected six point two, a whopping zero. Darnell Mooney projected nine point five, which these aren't great numbers anyway. Right, right. Um 1.3. But we, we do know a lot yeah. of people that drafted Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet and thought that they 
would be valuable assets mm-hmm. being the only two targets. Apparently, we have more targets on the team, and they're getting the action. We had a good game. Yeah. I mean, well, we won it anyways. We, well, <laughs> let's, okay, define good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, speaking of Bears, former Bear, Allen Robinson, where were you? 10.5 projected points, finished with 1.7. I went back and looked at some of the tape on this. It's bad. He was wide open over and over and over. Apparently, Matt Stafford did not want to throw it to Allen Robinson. He zoned in on Cooper Cup and, yeah, missed a lot of Allen Robinson. So that hurts. That really hurts. I do have another dud for you. Mike Williams let me down multiple leagues. Projected 11.8, finished with two points. Deuces. You don't like that. And my last one, my Pitt's passion. He was supposed to get 9.6. He got 2.9. And, yeah, it was not a good game for him. Very, very tough to see for me. Very tough. Would you say that your Pitt's that your passion for Pitt's is decreasing? Not yet. I'm not going <laughs> to overreact over week one. But those are just some of the duds. I mean, we could have talked about Austin Eckler, Mark Andrews, Travis Etienne, DJ Moore, David Montgomery, Adam Thielen. The list goes on and on. Matt Stafford. Dawson Knox. Yeah, it goes on and on. (laughs) Like, there was a lot of letdowns. Um, And and real quick, I do just want to – we were going to highlight some quarterbacks, but I I just want to talk about one. One quarterback – and this is not like, oh, the best quarterback. I'm not talking about Patrick Mahomes. But I'm it ta- does win him the title of Sir Throws-A-Lot. Yeah, <laughs> Sir Throws-A-Lot this week belongs to Joe Flacco. What are they doing having Flacco throw the ball 59 times? 59 times. I don't understand that at all. They couldn't have gotten him 10 more. Nice. You know what? It might bode well, though, when Zach Wilson comes back. If they let Zach Wilson throw the ball 50 times, he's going to be fantasy relevant. Flacco throwing at 59, not so much. Not so much. (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) Anyway, so Flacco gets the Sir Throws a Lot title, which we just kind of made up, and it might be a thing now. It might be. Well, every week we might look and see. Does anyone else come close to 59? Or just who's throwing it the most each week? Yeah, exactly. So... Um, we're going to look at some weird carry trends, uh, kind of look at some backfields here. So, uh, we're going to break that down right now. Miranda, what do you got for us first? First, let's talk about the Patriots backfield. I feel like it was, well, it was pretty split between Damian Harris with nine carries and Ramonde Stevenson with eight carries. As of week one, this is a 50-50 backfield, and I don't think that was expected. No, nope. And another interesting thing, you know, for the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins is out right now. We don't know when he'll be back. Gus Edwards is out. So there's a lot of talk that Mike Davis is the guy. Mike Davis had two carries. Kenyon Drake, 11. Apparently, Kenyon Drake is the guy for now. He's the guy for week one. For week one. (laughs) The Jets, we saw Brees Hall get drafted for big money. And I mean, just big money compared to what we saw Michael Carter getting drafted for in some of our auction leagues. Michael Carter had 10 carries for 60 yards. Brees Hall, only six carries for 23 yards. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, Another interesting backfield, the Texans. We all thought Damian Pierce, the rookie running back, was the guy 
But Rex Burkhead actually outcarried him. 14 carries for 40 yards compared to Pierce's 11 for 33. So that'll be interesting interesting to monitor going forward. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the Jacksonville Jags. ETN was expected to be their starter. Yeah, he was. Now listen to this. Travis ETN, four carries for 47 yards. But James Robinson had 11 carries 66 yards and one rushing touchdown. That's crazy. And Robinson went for next to nothing. Next to nothing. In all leagues. Mm -hmm. A dollar, I believe. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, he was just an afterthought. Um, the, The last one that I have is the Packers. This was very disappointing to Aaron Jones uh, guys, uh, managers. Aaron Jones had five carries for 49 yards when A.J. Dillon had 10 for 45 and got the touchdown. You got one more for us? I do. I do have one more interesting one. Maybe it's because they were so far ahead most of the game, but let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had seven carries compared to Isaiah Pacheco. Did I say that correctly? Pachico is what Pachico. I call him. <laughs> <laughs> With 12 carries. I did pick up Isaiah in one of my leagues just in case. And I'm kind of glad I did because I'm interested to see, like, does this trend continue this season? Mm-hmm. Was that a good pickup? I, it was one of my dollar players because, you know, I blew my budget early. <laughs> right. And I was looking for some rookies to that i could pick up for a dollar yeah that one i would say is a very interesting one to watch for because clyde edwards lair he had two receiving touchdowns um but maybe he's not as involved next week and it looks like it's going to be pachico's backfield maybe so edwards lair is if you have him somebody that oh look at this great week one Let's trade him now, you know, mm-hmm. but I would wait another week. Make sure we see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we're going to do another shout out to a sponsor before we come back. We talk some rabbit hole. We talk some target shares. We talk about waiver wires. We'll be right back after a word to our sponsors. We're also brought to you by No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. That's $25 free dollars. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. We're also brought to you by PromoGuide.us. PromoGuide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies and making consistent profits from sports betting. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all major sports books. Their bet tracker shows an average return of interest of 25% 
and they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I gotta say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they are some of the best informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constant changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed better betting community go to promoguy.us and check out 100 percent tracked transparent and proven method for better betting smarter once again with promoguy.us you get consistency and consistency gives you profit we're also brought to you by sleeper Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I got a bajillion on there. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing the new Over-Under game. Over-Under is integrated into fantasy, the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via Over-Under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, had you thought Patrick Mahomes was going to throw for more than three and a half touchdowns yesterday, you could have bet it and it would have hit because he threw for five. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football props. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game, have fun with your friends, and make some money. And on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Make sure you jump in. I know we had winning contests from this last weekend and there are going to be more. Check out sleeper.com slash SGP. All right, Miranda, before we get into some target shares and waiver wire, I'm drinking this old fashioned and I'm really just thinking about this rabbit hole you got a little history and background for us, don't you? I sure do. Can Let's go down the rabbit hole of, well, can you go down a rabbit hole within a rabbit hole? Uh, you can We're going to do it. <laughs> let's go down the rabbit hole of rabbit hole history. So rabbit hole was founded in 2012 by their founder, Kave Zemanian. And one thing I discovered while doing some research about Rabbit Hole that I really, just really liked, um, he didn't find his true calling, which was creating premium bourbons for all of us to try and enjoy until he met and fell in love with his wife. Oh, I like that. So I just really liked that background there. So anyway, it was the idea of Rabbit Hole was born out of a love for bourbon and just the desire to bring bourbon back to its rightful place among other great spirits of the world. So Cave did a lot of tasting bourbons on the bourbon landscape. And after trying all different kinds of bourbons and brands, he just really found that there wasn't a lot of difference among the taste and quality in some of those different brands. So he... He went all in. So Cave went all in and went down a rabbit hole of his own to 
redefine the standard for American whiskey and create rabbit hole bourbon. Something I learned while doing some research on rabbit hole is that the Prohibition era really erased many distillers and their unique recipes along with them. And today around 90% of our bourbon comes from only a handful of distillers. Wow. And old recipes are getting recycled under new names. Cave wanted to bring back creativity, uniqueness, and variety through Rabbit Hole Bourbon. So they've really taken the time-honored whiskey-making practices. They've added in creativity to craft bourbon from uniquely selected and malted grains and aged in toasted and charred barrels. So everything about the Rabbit Hole Bourbon's is very thought out, selected, and just there's a lot of creativity and uniqueness that goes into making them from their selection of their grains, selecting their barrels, deciding on the proofs that they're going into the barrels and coming out, everything, the toasting of the barrels, it all goes into creating such a very complex, smooth, and delicious (laughs) bourbon. Very cool. So if you want to... Take a look at some of their other bourbons. They do have a great website, a lot of information. I spent a lot of time on there. Really enjoyed looking at everything, reading about their history, their story, their purpose. So I really recommend going to their site, rabbitholedistillery.com. Again, a lot of great information on all their different kinds of bourbon. I know I'm going to be trying more kinds of their bourbon. We are drinking the high gold. We'll be talking more about that flavor profile, what we're tasting a little bit later in the show. Just wanted to give you some history. Go check them out. Rabbitholedistillery.com. And what was the other one you said you read about that you really wanted to try? Do you remember off the top of your head? Derringer. The Derringer? Okay. Yes. It just, that is finished in sherry casks. Oh, okay. Nice. So sherry casks that were selected from Spain. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I, I did some reading <laughs> yeah yeah <I'd laughs> but um no i i just think that that i really want to try that one all right sounds good we're gonna have to check that one out um now we're gonna talk a little bit about some target share surprises before we lead into the much anticipated waiver wire targets exactly so you know we're gonna be doing some market movers which tracks uh target share changes but it's week one there's no changes So we're going to talk a little bit, um, I guess, kind of some surprises in Target Share, some things that kind of jumped out at us. And the first one was that Rams team. Now, obviously, Cooper Cup, their top guy, 37% Target Share, but tight end Tyler Higby was second with 11 targets, 35% of the Target Share. That's a huge chunk of a Rams offense that it didn't move the ball a lot on the Bills, but they're expected to move the ball well. Yes. So that's an interesting one. And then uh, another one, Ben Skowronek had 19% of the target share. So not Allen Robinson. No. That ben was, Skowronek. Yes, that's still, that was a surprise. It was. All right, let's talk about the Dolphins. May, this one isn't so much of a surprise. I'm happy with this outcome. I thought Tyreek Hill was going to do well. Week one is proving me right (laughs) for week one it's only week one um but Tyreek Hill 39 percent of the target share the next closest 
was Jalen Waddle with 16%. So that's a big difference between the two. And again, like the two targets that people expected to see. But that 39%, I'm happy with. You were big on Hill. I was a bit of a doubter. Um, I think you were probably on the right side looking at week one so far of that that argument there. Um, looking at the Patriots, we we asked ourselves in preseason and leading up to week one, who's going to be the receivers for the Patriots? Who's going to be their top guys? Well, looking at week one, Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, actually, the former Eagle. Jacoby Myers had 20% of the target share. And Aguilar had 17%. So if you're wondering who the wide receivers are going to be, uh, those look like the guys that, as of right now, are stepping up. Who you got for us next? Bringing some attention back to the Jets, just because I found this interesting. The Jets' top target is Brees Hall. Okay. At 18% of the target share. Michael Carter, 16%. Corey Davis, their wide receiver one, 16%. So I find it very interesting that both of their running backs took up the majority of the receiving game. Yeah, I mean, that's good for the running backs if you have them, I suppose. Interesting. Um, the Jags, you know, they, they paid a lot of money to Christian Kirk, and we wondered how he would fit in that offense. Well, he fit in that offense by taking 32% of the target share. But what surprised me? Second in line, Zay Jones. 24%, kind of making a comeback in the league. He's bounced around. He's been with the Bills. He's been with the Raiders. Now finds himself on the Jags and was second in line on that receiving share. So that that's one to watch for sure. Definitely. Now let's go over to the Commanders. It is possible that the Jags just focused on shutting Terry McLaurin down, but Curtis Samuel had the most target share at 27%. Terry McLaurin, only 10%. Wow. Yeah, that one did not go as anticipated for me. Right. And and McLaurin managers can't be happy with that. Absolutely not. Yeah. A <laughs> um, couple things to mention on the Saints here. I, I'm going to be really honest. I doubted Jarvis Landry having much of an impact. Jarvis Landry had 28% of the target share. Michael Thomas, you know, a lot of people wondered, is he back? He had two touchdowns and 25% of the target share. So I would say he's back. Chris Olave, only 9%. Now, I know he's a rookie. It might take him a little bit to get involved, but that's interesting. Only 9% there. Jarvis Landry leading that team in target share right now. Wow. Let's take a look at the Browns and Panthers game. Now, there were two surprises for me out of that game. Browns receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones had 33 Seven thirty-seven percent of the target share. That's pa- a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> Panthers Robbie Anderson had thirty-two percent of the receiving target share for the Panthers. Neither Donovan Peoples-Jones or Robbie Anderson were expected to be their team's top receiver. Yeah, that is very interesting. Um, I want to talk about one that's near and dear to your heart: the Chargers. <sighs> The, the Los Chargers. Angeles Chargers' <laughs> top receiver at 12% target share was Keenan Allen. Their top receiver at 12% was DeAndre Carter. Their top receiver at 12% was Gerald Everett, was Austin Eckler, was Trey McKitty, was Mike Williams, was Joshua Palmer. Seven guys 
had seven 12%. of them. Like I said, Justin Herbert had a great day <laughs> sharing the wealth among his targets. It really sucked for fantasy owners of Keenan Allen, of Austin Eckler. I mean, he's still got some rushing on yeah. for you. But Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, that sucked. Yeah, yeah. You don't expect DeAndre Carter to outperform Mike Williams at all. No. So to come away from the Chargers and my disappointment, <laughs> the Titans, their top receiver was not Traylon Burks, was not Robert Woods, but it was Kyle Phillips at 29%. UCLA rookie Kyle Phillips. Interesting. Very, Very interesting because Traylon Burks was supposed to be their big rookie and Kyle Phillips is the rookie outshining. Um, I got one more for you. The Cardinals, I just we weren't sure without DeAndre Hopkins being suspended, um, mm-hmm. with A.J. Green being old. Past <laughs> his prime, yes. Yep. Yes. Um, I really thought Hollywood Brown would be the obvious top target share. Greg Dortch. I know you're going, who? Greg Dortch had 25% of the target share for the Cardinals. So that was pretty interesting. And Miranda, do you know who was the top target share wide receiver out of everybody? Who? I don't know this number. At 49% target share. Derek Carr was so happy to have his <laughs> old teammate Devontae Adams I, okay, back. Okay, no. I knew Devontae Adams had a great day. A great 40, opener. Almost 50% of Carr's passes went Devontae Adams' way. Mm-hmm. Now, they haven't played together since college at Fresno State, but they were a dynamic duo the then. The chemistry was there. I, I've been telling you on and off the podcast, I think the Raiders are going to have a good year. Mm-hmm. I think them getting Devontae Adams was a great pickup. I mean, they still lost. Well, but a gr- I think great year fantasy-wise. Yeah. Can I say that? Maybe That's, not season-wise. You don't have to be fantasy-wise. No. To be a good fantasy team. I I do think they're going to have a good year in the season as well. Um that Chargers defense looked good against them. Cleo Mack had 3 sacks. Made me sad to see Cleo Mack do so well, but also happy. I mean, he's a good guy. But, um, yeah, 49%. That is insane. Almost 50% of your throws go into one guy, and they they couldn't stop him. He had a great game. Um, So, that looks like he's in for a huge workload once again. And, Murr, do you think um, Mr. 3.7 Fantasy Football Points Aaron Rodgers was kind of missing Devontae Adams just a little bit? Maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> but that's just bit. too bad. <laughs> yeah, poor, poor Rogers. We're going to do one more break to our sponsors before we get on to the waiver wires. Let you know who we think you should be picking up. So let's do one last shout out to our sponsors. We're brought to you by Run Your Pool. Introducing RYP VIP, a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Entry to our exclusive Weeks 1 and 2 pools with guaranteed $5,000 payouts, as well as our season-long pool with a guaranteed $100,000 payout. Get access to exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks. Premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top line here is that you're a serious sports fan. Of course you are. 
That's why you're here. Use code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP and get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. You might be asking yourself, now what is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. They have handicapping, play-by-play updates, live score and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather, bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity no more switching from app to app to see where did i place this bet you can bring it right up you can make picks you can look at where the best lines are it is amazing college football morning hits on saturday all those games you can't afford the time to look at each book to try to figure out where has the best lines you just go to odds trader they tell you same with nfl on sunday morning you don't want to flip through where's the best over-unders Odds Trader tells you it's all right there. So go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire odds trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, you fantasy football enthusiasts, you've been waiting to hear who we think you should pick up, who you should pick up on the waiver wire to help your team after a disastrous week one, or maybe you just want to strengthen your bench. It could be either way. Um, disastrous disastrous (laughs) you know i was looking now that this game has ended the seattle seahawks have upset russell wilson's homecoming to seattle which is crazy i didn't expect that but i was looking in all five of our dynasty leagues i did come away as a victor thank you thank you very much all five all five i don't want to talk to you (laughs) i don't want to look at you right now our, our new our new sleeper leagues. <laughs> I don't want to talk about those ones right now. But all five of our dynasty, dynasty. leagues. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> all right, Miranda. Uh, we're gonna kick this off with quarterbacks, right? Yeah, I'm gonna kick this off with quarterbacks. You're gonna kick this off. So now, Miranda and I kind of discussed this a little bit beforehand. It's week one. I wouldn't blow your budget, your Fab budget in week one. We're gonna touch a little bit on the no. Fab dollars that we would spend out of a hundred dollar budget here. I wouldn't go crazy unless you're desperate. If you're desperate, go ahead and go crazy. But <laughs> you know, for me, it's a little too soon. Yeah, we only have week one numbers to go off of week one trends. Like it's a trend isn't a trend until it happens multiple times. But um, so yeah, so if you had Dak Prescott, no backup. Yeah, that's clearly you might be scrambling to get a quarterback. You might need to spend some fab for that. But I am not one of those people who just blows half of my fab budget right away after week one unless there's desperation there exactly one we really only had two major injuries Dak Mm -hmm. Prescott and Elijah Mitchell right those were your two major injuries that you will be looking to replace beyond that maybe your guys had a bad performance that doesn't mean they will next week necessarily so there are some good pickups on the waiver wire don't get us wrong right there's some good pickups out there and if everyone's going after them, you might have to spend a little more True. than yeah. what we're suggesting to be able to get them. But again. Yeah. Well, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Yeah. Who you got for the first quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Carson Wentz for the Washington Commanders. My sleeper. Just the, Okay. <laughs> yes. Let's just <laughs> calm down. <laughs> so per sleeper, 
He is only 19% rostered. He had 27 completions out of 41 attempts, giving him a 66% completion percentage. He went for 313 yards. He had four passing touchdowns, two interceptions, and 12 rushing yards. I would say if you're looking to get him, I would maybe maybe spend five to eight of your fab, eight being the max. If you're desperate... Yeah, because it is Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm, it's Carson Wentz. He he's oft injured. He can throw a lot of interceptions. I mean, we saw him two in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, my my quarterback is Daniel Jones, rostered in twenty percent of the leagues. Didn't throw the ball as much as Carson Wentz. He seventeen for twenty one, but a much better completion percentage at eighty one percent. 188 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 25 rushing yards, which Daniel Jones actually had a good rushing average last year. You don't think of Daniel Jones, the big tall giraffe, as being a um, a (laughs) – he's a very tall guy. You don't think of him as being a rusher, but he can rush. So he's another guy, you know, $5 to $8. It looks like – Especially if you do believe Saquon's going to stay healthy, they're going to have him very involved in this pass game. So he's a guy that he's going to get some good yardage, some good touchdowns, and he is going to run the ball. So who you, who you got next? So, well, I was going to say, yeah, be looking to pick up Dan Jones the Giraffe. <laughs> Dan Jones the <laughs> Giraffe, that's right. And Oh, yeah, and according to Kramer, it is no longer Daniel Jones. It is Dan Jones, and Dan Jones is 1-0. I saw Kramer uh, tweet that out, and I said, Justin Fields, 1-0, and he said, no, 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 no. Justin Fields is, and he gave Justin's total percentage, and I was like, well, Daniel Jones is a losing percentage, too, and he says, no, 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 I'm not talking about Daniel Jones, <laughs> Dan Jones. This is Dan Jones, <laughs> Dan Jones. folks. Yes. <laughs> Dan, well, I'm Dan Jonesing the draft. There you go. <laughs> Okay, um, I have Marcus Mariota. I know you're going to like this one. Yes. Zero passing touchdowns, but just hear me out, okay? He's only 18% rostered. He had 20 completions out of 33 attempts with, for a 70% pass completion rate. Mm-hmm. He had, again, oh well, he had 215 yards, but the zero passing touchdowns. Zero interceptions, but this is what made him stand out to me. 72 rushing yards against a pretty good defense, the Saints defense. Yeah. And one thing that I've like noticed with the quarterbacks we're mentioning, they all had pretty good re- – well, they had some rushing yards, and I yeah. think that gives them a bonus. Oh, I wouldn't say sure. pretty good. I would say pretty good is the 72 from Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I mean, that's seven mm-hmm. points. Yes. Seven points right there just right in from rushing. Rushing. Yep. Um rushing quarterbacks obviously have a higher value in um fantasy football. So uh, what was your fab on him? Oh, I didn't say that, did I? I would say uh, maybe maybe five. five. I'm hesitant to go over five for these, but I guess if you really need a quarterback. If back. you need a quarterback, yeah. 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 I wouldn't blame you for just spending a little bit if you just need depth. Um yeah, you don't want to go crazy. That fab's got to last you all year. It does. I don't mm-hmm. know if, like, I know for us, we have 150 fab. Yes. But to last all year, 
you could have mid-season major player injured. I don't know. There, there could be further on into the season. Somebody could really, that we're not expecting, could really blow up and yeah. you might need him and you might need to spend more. Yeah, it'll and it really depends on your league, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we have 150. I'm in a league that's 100. I'm in another one that's 1,000. A thousand? Yes. I could do it. Well, then with a thousand, I guess it doesn't matter how no. much you have. Exactly. How much you have dictates how much you'll have to spend. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. My last one here. I'm sure you're not going to be surprised to hear these two words out of my mouth. Mitch Trubisky. I had to hear this. Dur- <laughs> we had two TVs going in our living room during the Bears game. Yeah. We're also watching Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> on a side TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was It was like, um, I believe I said, if the Bears are looking terrible, at least I can watch Mitch and think <laughs> about, man, we used to have that guy. You know, he didn't have a game that was uh, huge. 21 for 38, 55%, 194 yards and a passing touchdown. But he only had nine rushing yards. That is low for Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky can scramble. He has underrated athleticism. Um, and that team looked, the Steelers looked like they were going to be able to move the ball. They played very well and won a game in Cincinnati. They go back home. I think he's going to have a better game back home next week. Um, but again, I wouldn't go crazy. You know, your, your $5 um, is probably the max that I would pay there because mm-hmm. – he didn't have a ton of points, but I do think his points are going to go up based on what we've seen in the past with how he can run the ball. So that's what we have for quarterbacks. Next up, the position that, you know, it's always important in fantasy football, running backs. Who you got for your first yes. running back? Dontrell Hillard, Titans backup running back. He's only rostered in 13% of leagues. He only had eight rushing yards. But he had four catches for 61 yards and two touchdowns. Now, that is more fantasy points than Derrick Henry got. Which is insane. It is. Um, I think there's upside there. I might go as much as $10 to get him if I needed that help. Just because of the receiving potential that he has alone. Like, Yep. I think that's a really mm-hmm. good price. You're going to see a lot of people blow a lot of money on Duntrell Hilliard. This week, I think I wouldn't be one of those people after one game. Um, it could be an outlier. It could be. You do have to watch for those, but yeah. you could what if miss it's not, out then, too. Yeah, if it's not, then it bites you in the ass that you didn't get him. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Kenyon Drake. We talked about him a little bit earlier, how Mike Davis only had two carries. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> now, this you got to watch the J.K. Dobbins news, because if J.K. Dobbins comes back, I don't think Kenyon Drake is uh, reliable, but he's only rostered in 16%. He only had 31 rushing yards, but 11 carries, it's the Ravens. They run the ball normally. I think they're going to get better and back to that game plan. Um, Drake also had a catch for 15 yards. Again, he's not going to be valuable for your whole season because J.K. Dobbins will come back. So, if you need that immediate help now. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, seven to ten. You know, especially if you drafted J.K. Dobbins thinking, oh, he's going to be healthy week one. And then I picked up Mike Davis because he's not. <laughs> Get rid of Davis. Pick up Kenyon Drake for your seven to ten dollars and call it good. You're you're saying to get just get rid of Davis, not even see if it's a week one fluke. I the way they only gave him two carries mm-hmm. compared to Kenyon Drake, I think he's out of there. You do? I do. Okay, yep. you're calling it. This remember. 
Mike Davis was supposed to be the Falcons' lead running back last year. Yes. But Cordero Patterson smoked him, and Mike Davis became irrelevant then. I think he's relevant now. All right, moving on. <laughs> Jalen Warren. Now, we had him on here. Not We discussed that Najee Harris's foot injury, negative. <laughs> but, I mean, there's still a risk that Najee Harris might have more risk injury injury risk wow words <laughs> it's um, <the> bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Jalen Warren rostered in seven percent of leagues again I think you should stash him if Najee does end up missing any future games um he's a good rookie stash for sure rookie uh, maybe even in like dynasty oh absolutely think about dynasty yeah. Um, and especially if you have Najee, mm-hmm. because you want to avoid that scare like I had. Uh, I had the scare, too. Yeah. And I know, yeah, I definitely, I had picked Jalen Warren to talk about before we heard, because, again, just a few hours ago. But I still don't think that this is an irrelevant, like, waiver wire pickup, because yeah, I agree. if anything happens to Najee, or even looking at the future, if he's out on that waiver wire, that's good value for Dynasty if he becomes significant yeah would you spend a lot on him no no (laughs) (laughs) short answer no (laughs) you know me i'm not not on week one yeah no no not with Najee coming back (laughs) yeah um the next one is somebody you might want to consider spending a good chunk on um we heard elijah mitchell will miss probably up to eight weeks Mm -hmm. he's headed for the ir so Jeff Wilson is his backup. They also drafted Tyrion Davis-Price. Now, it's pretty interesting. Last year, the 49ers, in the third round, they drafted Trey Sermon. In the fifth round, they drafted Elijah Mitchell. Everybody expected Trey Sermon was going to start. Week one, Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. He's now been cut from the team as an on the, and is on the Eagles. Tyrion Davis-Price this year, drafted in the third round, week one, healthy scratch is this a repeat pattern of trey sermon what is going on this is very confusing (laughs) this is confusing what is happening what are they doing yeah you don't draft running backs in the the third round to make them healthy scratches so it's interesting but elijah mitchell was their guy i think jeff wilson's going to be the backup um or the next man up i should say he's no longer the backup Mm -hmm. um kyle shanahan loves jeff wilson he you got to remember he had 10 touchdowns in 2020 um, he came in after Elijah Mitchell got hurt. It was a sloppy game. He had nine carries, 22 yards. That field was a mess. We watched it. And the Bears defense looked better than we expected, actually. Um, but anyways, Wilson's owned in 20% of the leagues. Davis Price in 19. I would spend a good chunk on Wilson. I think he's going to have a good impact. They love to run the ball. Now, this is tricky because... Debo Samuel runs the ball a lot for them as well. Yes. Even though we heard that Debo didn't want to be a running back this year, he had almost half the carries in the game. So this is a tricky one, but I think Jeff Wilson does get some touchdowns. You know, the 10 touchdowns he had in 2020, he might have that again. If you lost Elijah Mitchell, you need a running back. I would do 15 to $20 on Wilson. It's a, it's a good chunk of your budget, but I would definitely consider that my top uh, waiver priority so you would do that yep he would be my top i, I see again I'm, I'm nervous to spend that much of fab for uh for what i have for uh, right you're saying 15 to 20 out of a what 100 100 yep. okay so because so that's five percent or yeah 
five? No. No. 20%? 20%. (laughs) (laughs) Math is hard. I've said it before on these podcasts. I'll say it again. You got another running back for us over there? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take your embarrassment. Away from <laughs> All right. You. Um, Khalil Herbert. Yeah. He is owned in forty seven percent of leagues, so not as low rostered as our other waiver wire pickups that we've discussed. He only had nine carries to Montgomery's seventeen, but he had more yards. He had forty five yards. Montgomery only had twenty six, and Khalil Herbert had a touchdown. It is worth noting that David Montgomery had four targets in the past game. Herbert only had one. But I just, I feel like we got more value out of Khalil Herbert there. You know, we heard um, all preseason that Khalil Herbert fit this offense better and mm-hmm. David Montgomery maybe not. That happens when you get new coaches and new new yes, schemes. Things, it shakes things up a bit. It does. Um, Khalil Herbert filled in for David Montgomery last year and looked very well, but then when David came back, he didn't look as good. But, yeah, Khalil, to me, they're both good runners. Khalil's someone to watch out for, though. Yes. I think if we – know, we don't know what the rest of the season's going to bring, but mm-hmm. from what we've been hearing preseason, from what – we saw in the game. I think he's worth a pickup, maybe eight to ten. Yeah, I like it. I think if he's out there, he's definitely somebody you target. Um, if you can get him, like I said, forty-seven yeah. percent rostered. Right, but that still leaves over half the leagues out there. He's and not I, rostered, and I wouldn't go crazy on him for sure because he is still technically RB two. But if you're if you need RB help. Um, I think the Bears are going to run the ball a lot. I really do. So uh, I think you could do worse than Khalil Herbert. So that's who we have for our running backs. Uh, Let's jump into the wide receivers. Miranda, who do you have for your first wide receiver? I have Robbie Anderson with the Panthers. He's only rostered in 17% of leagues. He had five receptions and eight targets, making him 32% of the target share for the team. He had 102 yards and one touchdown. I think if he was available, I might go up to $6 on him. Yeah, wide receivers are something that I I don't know if I'd go crazy on because there's so many of them that do put up decent stat lines. And in week one, it's hard to judge everything off of. But yeah, I like that one, Robbie Anderson. One that I'm excited about, Devin Duvernay. Uh, For the Ravens, 21% rostered, and I feel like 20% of that has to at least be me because this (laughs) is a guy I targeted in all my leagues pretty much. You did. I just, I was looking at it and I thought, okay, I know Mark Andrews is going to get a lot. Rashad Bateman's their their wide receiver one. Devin DuVernay is their wide receiver two. He's going to get some looks. Well, he did get looks. Um, Four catches, 54 yards. That was 13% target share, tied for third on the team with Denard Robinson and Isaiah Likely, but he had two touchdown catches. You cannot ignore that. You can't. (laughs) This is somebody that it seems like Lamar Jackson is comfortable looking at in the end zone there, in the red zone. Um, But, again, it is hard to go crazy after week one, especially for a team that's supposed to run the ball more. Um, so even really, I know it's coming. You're not going to spend much on him, but the two touchdowns, you think that's a fluke? I think it could be. I think, um, you know, with Rashad Bateman, with Mark Andrews and with a team that normally they didn't do a good job of it last week, but I think they will 
when J.K. Dobbins is back, a team that normally mm-hmm. runs the ball a lot more. Um, so what, I, I don't want to invest too much. I would do, f- gosh, I'm always bad at this because it is week one. <laughs> so I don't want to keep saying $5 for, I'll, I'll go to seven. Seven dollars. A whopping seven dollars of a hundred. So seven percent of your budget. Okay. Who you got next? I'm going with Sterling Shepard. Sterling. Sterling. Sorry, (laughs) we've been watching a lot of Archer. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, back on track. (laughs) He's rostered in five percent of leagues. Um, he had two catches for seventy-one yards and a touchdown. 19% 19% of the target share for the Giants. Um, Which is going to make him a popular pickup, I'm sure. Yes. So, instead, maybe also look at Richie James for the Giants. He had six catches for 59 yards, 29% of the target share. I think both of them, maybe look at both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd go $5 for either, so I'm going to go with my lucky number four. Nice. Um, but yeah, just something to watch out for there. Well, I think from what we saw Sunday, this is Saquon Barkley's team. I, I think, well, I'm not ready to give that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Saquon was very involved in the passing game. He He ran for Mm -hmm. a bunch of yards. Dan Jones, you know, passed the ball around. But I, I like what you said there with Richie James because everybody's going to look at that 71 yards and a touchdown. But this is why we're here, everybody, to point out that, yeah, he had the good stat line, but Richie James was targeted mm-hmm. more often. He was. And even though he didn't have the better stat line, targets normally lead to a better they stat They do. Line. And so, and Richie James targeted basically 30%. Yeah. Compared to that, the nineteen percent, twenty percent that Sterling Shepard was targeted. Yeah, I like it. Um, my next one, Curtis Samuel of the Washington Commanders, only rostered in thirteen percent of the leagues. He had eight catches on eleven targets, which was twenty-seven percent of the target share. Fifty-five catches, one touchdown. You already kind of touched on maybe they were just shutting Terry McLaurin down, mm-hmm. but um, Carson Wentz felt very comfortable going to Curtis Samuel it looks like this is a team that's going to pass the ball a lot you know 41 times for Wentz um they I wasn't feel, the 59 it was not <laughs> the 59 I feel like this team is down on Antonio Gibson Robinson is recovering though I heard he could be back by week five but I I really like Curtis Samuel's value I think if you need wide receiver help I, I would go 10 percent of your budget ten dollars seems good to me $10. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw Kyle Phillips out there with the Titans. Only rostered on 4% of the teams out there. He had six catches for 66 yards, nine targets, making him 29% of the target share. I would throw another $4 out there. Well, you're lucky number four <laughs> again. Um, let's talk about Greg Dortch for the Cardinals. I mentioned him before, but 25% of the target share only rostered in 2% of the leagues. This is a team that's going to throw the ball a lot. They got Kyler Murray. They paid him a bunch of money. They didn't pay him a bunch of money to hand the ball off. So seven receptions, nine targets, 63 yards. I would do seven to $8 for Dortch because it looks like knock on wood. He's going to be a part of this offense and a big part of it. So, um, I really like his opportunity. I'm just going to throw this next one out there just because 
I don't know what's going well I think that Justin Herbert just has a lot of targets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he can make stuff happen with them DeAndre Carter got the same 12% share as everybody else on the team and he is rostered in 0% of rosters he had four catches for 64 yards and a touchdown um again that 12% of the target share Joshua Palmer is going to be a popular pickup, but Allen, we already know, we already talked about Allen's coming back. Yeah. Yep. Um, Carter looked better in my opinion than Joshua Palmer. Um, and he got some plays. I mean, before Allen was out. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. Joshua Palmer came in for Allen when Allen went Mm -hmm. out. But um, Carter seemed to be involved before that. So, yeah, I agree with you So he, I think he's someone to watch. I don't know. I need to, again, I need more stats. I need another week or two before I can figure <laughs> out what's, who's going to be the main targets on this Chargers offense. Somebody has to come out. We can't have 12% every week or I am going to fail in <laughs> fantasy football. Um, I would do, I might throw $3 out there for him. Yeah. I'm it, not a big spender right now. And I know that this is not what people want to hear. <laughs> it's Well, it's hard after week one because you don't want to overreact. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss out on guys. I get that. But you don't want to overreact either and spend your fab. And in a couple of weeks, it's like they had a good week one. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, man, this feels weird to say that he's relevant again. But Zay Jones for the Jaguars rostered in 13% of the leagues. Second on the team, only behind Christian Kirk in target share. He had six receptions on nine targets, 65 yards, 24%. You know, he had some decent games for the Raiders last year, and it uh, looks like he might be back. Um, so if they keep targeting him like this, let's his, not go crazy on it. His target share was only, like he was behind only Christian Kirk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So looks like he might be the section second option there in uh, Jacksonville. So, but... Uh, Still, it's say Jones. I don't think I can trust him yet. So five dollars. I'll go five. Four. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miss Four. Who you got next? Donovan Peoples Jones. He is only rostered on thirteen percent of rosters. He had six catches on eleven targets and sixty yards. He had thirty-seven percent of the target share. Thirty-seven percent. That's a lot. That is a lot. So we're just going to have to see if he's going to continue to be Brissett's main target while we wait for Deshaun Watson to come back. I might throw $5 out there. All right. The last one I got, uh, a Lions player. Ugh. Mm. Uh, nobody likes a Lions player, especially one that catches from Jared Goff. However, <laughs> man, they moved the ball on an Eagles defense that I thought was going to be a little bit better with those Georgia rookies. But DJ Chark, he is rostered in more leagues than some of these guys we talked about 46 percent but he had four catches on eight receptions for 52 yards 22 percent target share which was second on the team behind Amon Ross St. Brown Amon Ross St. Brown's brother Equanimius plays for the Bears and caught a touchdown fun fact Um, (laughs) I've always been a DJ Chark fan since his Jacksonville days um, I think the Lions offense limits him a little bit I mean they they have Swift they have Amon Ross St. Brown, they have TJ Hawkinson, and they have Jared Goff throwing the ball, who I don't have a lot of faith in, but if you're desperate at wide receiver, I I would throw a 5%, $5 down on DJ Chark in hopes that he gains some of that uh, 
I guess, success he had back in Jacksonville. So that's all we got for the wide receivers. Moving on to tight ends, a tough position in fantasy football. Um, I know you're excited to talk about this first one because you you called him. I I did. Um, so OJ Howard for the Texans. Earlier on an earlier episode, we talked about how he was on the Bills. He got cut, and I thought he might be a good pickup because there had been so much hype or talk about how Howard was going to take work from Dawson Knox. So he made Dawson Knox's value preseason go down Mm -hmm. when planning for drafts. And then he got cut. And I just thought, you know, if they were with all the hype, kind of hype around him, I just thought he's going to go to another team and he's going to be able to have an immediate impact. And we saw that with week one. He's only rostered on 3% of rosters, me being one of them. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he has... He had two catches for two targets, 38 yards. It was only 6% of the target share. Now, that's a very low number, but he had two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, no other tight end had two touchdowns. No. So I, being cheap again, I would throw $5 out there, see if this sticks. I think it's worth it. Like I said, he, he can make things happen. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it a lot. And good call at the preseason there. Um, if you punted on tight end, here's a guy that I, I did draft him in some best ball drafts. I don't think I have any of him in, in regular season, but Taysom Hill for the Saints, 12% rostered. Taysom Hill is listed as a tight end. We've seen Taysom Hill play quarterback, running back, and tight end last year. Um, they officially switched him to tight end. He only had one catch on one target for two yards, but he ran the ball four times for 81 yards and a touchdown. How many other tight ends are out there running the ball for four times for 81 yards and a touchdown? I'll go ahead and look it up for you. None of them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you punted on tight end and you really kind of want a splashy play here, they're paying Taysom Hill like something like $15 million. That's a lot of money for a guy that sits on the bench. He's not going to sit on the bench. They're going to run him. He is going to be involved in trick plays where he passes it. He's going to catch the ball because he is technically a tight end. So, you know, I had initially thought $5. If you're desperate at tight end, I'd go up to $10, 10%, because no other tight end is getting the type of exposure that he may mm-hmm. be with being able to run the ball and pass the ball. We're going to have to battle it out. We might. We <laughs> might have to. All right. I've got Gerald Everett for the Rams. He is 34% rostered. He had five catches for 39 yards on 11 targets. He That is 35% of the target share behind Cooper Cup's 37%. He was the second most targeted player on the team. That's a I, lot. It is a lot. Um, I hate saying the same numbers over. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, five, six dollars maybe. Yeah, you got, again, it's just so hard after week one. Mm-hmm. We have one week of data to one go week. off of. It's, next week, we'll, we might start to see some of these names come back up to show they're still yeah. you know, oh, for getting sure. the target shares. I need to see more target shares. Yeah, and if they don't get picked up in leagues, we may end up talking about them again next week. 
And so, yeah, um, I know a lot of Allen Robinson owners are hoping that 35% target share gets split to him a little bit. <laughs> um, my last one in our last waiver wire pickup, Hayden Hurst of the Cincinnati Bengals, 22% rostered, five catches for 46 yards on eight targets. That was third on the team at 15%. Uh, T. Higgins is going to miss some time, I believe, with that concussion. Hayden Hurst seemed to be involved in the offense that we know likes to move the ball down the field, but I just I'm I didn't see enough, so it's going to be another five dollars for me. Uh, Miranda, should we should we talk a little high gold again? Yes, I am so ready. I've been so we normally do drink an old fashioned, and then we also have our taster. I've just been drinking this neat. No, I always, almost always drink my bourbon on ice. Mm -hmm. I have no ice just drinking it. This is very good bourbon. I won't say too much more. I'll let us talk about it. But yeah, we have no oranges. So I'm just, we need to get oranges for, <laughs> so I can have a proper <laughs> old-fashioned. Old fashioned. <laughs> well, why don't you drink a little bit while I talk a little bit about this? Um this is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that's made with a high percentage of imported German rye, and it pays tribute and honors the immigrant Christian Heigold, a German stonecutter who settled in Louisville prior to 1850 and went down a rabbit hole of his own. Taken with the hope of his new land, he carved ornate symbols of his patriotism on the facade of his landmark home. It's a super premium bourbon composed of 25% malted rye that places a distinct twist on a timeless recipe. It's deliberately distilled from their propriety cooking process and aged in hand-selected barrels. It's an authentic whiskey is expressly crafted in small batches to yield a flavor like no other. And, and we read that they pretty much everything they do is in small batches, mm -hmm. which is very unique. Um, and I think gives it just a, a very good flavor. Yeah, and one of, part of their process that I, I find interesting, um, in, interesting to learn about, their barrels are always toasted and then charred. So the toasting of the barrel it happens before it's charred. It's a 20-minute process per barrel that coaxes sugars from deep within the fibers of the wood. It allows the bourbon during the aging process to mingle with those sugars, um, seep deeper into that wood, and it really enhances and changes the flavor of the bourbon. <clears throat> um, this is this is very good. Um, while you were talking there, I took a, I've been drinking it anyways, but took another drink and it it's super smooth. Very. Um, but it's, it's got a very good flavor. It's come, it's a complex flavor. There's a lot of flavors there. I feel like, um, but gosh, it, it, this is a good one. Um, this is shooting up my list. I'm drinking it neat. I yeah, e you even, okay. So I've talked before. I'm a oceans. Jefferson's oceans aged at sea is one of my favorite bourbons. I drink that on ice. I don't, I haven't drank that neat. I am just drinking this neat. Yeah. Yep. Um, it is. And I, I fully like had anticipated to put it on ice because I normally do that with my bourbon. I took a sip when we opened the bottle and I was like, eh, I'm just going to have it neat. It's very good. Um, some of the tasting notes, the sweet, I, it definitely is like a sweet bourbon. It, I don't remember if we've already touched on this, but. When they're 
getting ready to age it. It goes into the barrel at 110 proof. And then it comes out at 95 proof. So it has a low entry proof, which allows it to have more flavor during the aging process when when it's done. And they age it for at least three years. Um, but this is definitely, this isn't harsh. This is smooth, bold. I would say it's definitely bold, but not in a, not harsher. Yeah. Like it's an easy drinker. It's it's so it's interesting because the way you explain their um, toasting of the barrels, mm-hmm. I think that's why you get the sweetness from it and a sweeter. But with the twenty five percent rye that's in it, I get a nice rye flavor too. Yes. You get both, which it's is interesting very... because it's usually either or. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of bourbons or even rye whiskeys, you get one or the other. You don't get. Sweet rye. (laughs) Yeah, but this is kind of a sweet rye, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, and the this is straight from Rabbit Hole's website, but the aroma of toasted malt and warm baking spices on the palate, High Gold opens with silky butterscotch and hints of bright citrus Mm -hmm. finishing with the crescendo of pepper spice with while great neat or on the rocks, a high proof of 95 allows High Gold's bold flavors to shine in any cocktail, which... That old fashioned was very good, and I could definitely the the whiskey stood out, which I like in a in a whiskey that you have in an old fashioned. But drinking this straight is really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the the best thing I can just go to is like this is like drinking a really good bourbon and a really good rye at the same time. It's interesting because you got both. You got that rye taste plus the sweetness. Um, do you get any of the the butterscotch citrus? Finish? I think the Butterscotch, like cause the sweetness, it, it would be like a, a butterscotch mm-hmm. taste. I do after, after it sits with me. Yeah. <laughs> so like tasting bourbon is always, it's so much fun because you get these different flavors at different points during the drink. Like you'll have a taste on your tongue after it's already going down yeah. that you didn't taste right when it hit. Um, but I get citrus a little bit after. Mm-hmm. And, but then also like a, the spice yeah like it was like can, citrus and spice yeah it's hard to explain um but yes no this is this is gonna be one of my favorites and i really i do want to try um the derringer that i'm yeah. really interested in tra- trying the derringer i think this i'm really glad we tried this this yeah is, i yeah and a huge thank you mm-hmm. to rabbit hole because giving us the opportunity to try this on air and everything this is a very good one this is one where I believe we're going to be repeat buyers for yes. sure. And I didn't even get to talk about the bottle yet. I love talking about <laughs> bourbon bottles. I think that the bottle is just very classy. It is not. Um, I know a bottle can some some distillers can put a lot under their bottle and not as much into the bourbon. This is full package. There's a rabbit with a hole in on the bottle. Yeah, just, it's like imprinted there. Yes, it's, it's cool. just, and it's not your your typical short, squatty right. bottle. I like it. It's classy. It's um, one that would look very, very good on a backlit bar. It would. I thought the same thing, yes. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, and look at the color. The color is very nice. You know, um, it's a nice light amber color i would say is that what you would call it i would it? say it's dark. you're good with you're colors. colorblind I am. you can't you can't talk about this 
I can no, see that it's, it's got a, a really nice color. It's a rich color. color. Yeah, it's a very yeah. rich color. Yeah, I can just see that it's a really nice <laughs> You're like, color. It's very light. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's kind of... So for our Iowa beautiful. listeners, you know, because we're south of Des Moines here, you can get this at... Yeah, this wouldn't be an episode if we didn't say Costco. No. Yes. Um. <laughs> not high gold. Costco right now oh, my has Cave Hill. Okay. So if I said that correctly, I believe mm-hmm. that's what that one is um you can go on rabbit hole distillery's site and go to the store locator type in your zip code and it will pull up all of the stores around you that carry their bourbons and it'll tell you which bourbon is in stock yeah and our three go-to places costco wall wine liquors and university liquors we're all on there for having some rabbit hole yes yes so um Future purchases are in our, or purchases that are in our future, I can already yeah, so tell. So if you're in the Des Moines area, yeah, there are many places. Yeah, and if you're not, look at look at the store locator, um, find where it is because if you're a bourbon fan, you, you want to try this. Mm-hmm. If you're a rye fan, you want to try this. If you're a whiskey fan in general, I would say you want to try this. Um, I enjoyed it. This is definitely going to be a go-to. This is for both of us. Mm-hmm. So um, this bottle's not going to last long. So not especially not <laughs> when we have to. You know, your parents are going to be eager to try it. Yep. My mom's going to want to try it. Yes. We have plenty of friends who are going to want to try it. This is going to be gone. But bourbon is for sharing. I'm all about sharing. It absolutely is. Um, one of my favorite things from the bourbon documentary that we watched was. A guy, I believe he was a distiller or just even... He he had some part in Buffalo Trace, I believe. And he was talking about a bottle, how some bottles will sit on shelves because they're so special. And he said, like, you never... His father had passed. His father had taught him all about this whiskey and stuff. And he said, you never know when you're not going to be able to share that bottle. Um, I, when we were watching that, we watched it with my parents and I had a bottle. I don't even remember what the whiskey was, but I had just a little bit left that I had been saving because it's like, Oh, it was such a good one. I want to save it. Mm-hmm. I immediately went to the kitchen and poured four <laughs> little, you did. little, uh, glasses for us because whiskey's meant to be enjoyed, not to sit on a shelf. It's meant to be enjoyed. Um, and so, yeah, this one will be enjoyed and gone soon. I feel like <laughs> it will. as we share it. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about High Gold from Rabbit Hole. Check it out. Um, didn't you say that they're on the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Trail? They are. I did. I they're right there. Um, we we, we got to. We do have that. to. We we are gonna have quite a trip to plan when we do yes. the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Yes. Yep. And <laughs> um, hopefully all these distilleries are okay with us just parking overnight, like in their parking <laughs> lot <laughs> as we try all their whiskeys. And are not able to drive on to the next one. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, But, Miranda, I believe it's time for the mailroom. What do you have for me this week? Um, I have a a very old one. This is an oldie, but hopefully a goodie. When you send your letter, be sure to sign your name. (laughs) So I will know. That is an old post office song. <laughs> There's a video for it and everything on YouTube that you can find. It's just called the post office song. The that... post office song. I've never heard the post office song, and I don't want to hear it again, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Back to the drawing Back board. Back to the drawing board. Um, 
This week, our question, we have one question, so people, get on the questions. We love answering questions. Yes, get on the mailroom questions. Ask us questions. Ask us if you should trade so-and-so. Ask us if you should pick up who's a what's-it. Send some questions. Who's some a what's-it is definitely the pickup that you need to be going $50. For. <laughs> 50%. <of laughs> um, this is from Tennessee Trader, who I met through a, a random league I joined on Sleeper. Um and Tennessee Trader became a listener of ours. And anyways, he lost Dak Prescott in the Scott Fishbowl Superflex League and mm, only has ouch. cousins now. Um, I'm sure most of you listening to this know who Scott Fishbowl and all that. He wanted to know, does he pick up Rush, Cooper Rush, which is Dak Prescott's backup, or Hoyer? Um, and his third option that he listed was to shoot himself. I went ahead and told him <laughs> that that was a bad one. Don't take that option. So no. now, honestly, I think this is one where you open a bottle of rabbit hole and pour yourself a, a large glass, right? Maybe a mega pint. A mega pint. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you guys get that reference. But Miranda, I think there's only one option here. What do you think? Well, I think it's clear. I think, um, well, we know that Mac Jones isn't expected to miss any games. So I don't think that Brian Hoyer is the pickup he should go with. Um, based on those two options, I think he has to go with Cooper Rush. Now, <laughs> this morning, <laughs> Skip Bayless, um, that I, first of all, I agree with you. I think you have to go with Cooper Rush. If none of the guys that we talked about already are available, of course, but in a super flex league, less quarterbacks are available. But Skip Bayless this morning said that he thinks, <laughs> he thinks that, um, he could make an argument that Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I don't think that you should be dropping Dak Prescott once he's back and just keeping Cooper Rush, but I do think you should pick up Cooper Rush from right now for right now if you're just looking at him between him and Brian Hoyer or check out any of the other quarterbacks that we mentioned in some of our waiver wire pickups. Yep, agreed. Well, Justin... I think this is one rabbit hole we're not going to climb out of. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old-fashioned football.